It's Budpod177. 177. Fun Devon 11. Fun Devon 11. Devon 11. The Fun Devon 11 is a movie about uh, a bank heist in the West Country. Yeah. Um, and they just do it for fun. That's good. And it's, is it all just like celebrities are from the West Country? Yes, it's Russell Howard. Russell Howard, Justin Waterface. Yeah. From back in the day. Um Is Dawn French from the West Coast? Gummidge. Um Dawn French I feel I think she is, you know. She's got that vibe. Yes. Um uh, yeah, so and they and then and then there's what um seven more people. Yeah. Um <laughs> but they're aren't they're unknowns. <laughs> they're, they're, they're new. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their job is to rob... Am I um, still recording? Yeah, yeah, Okay. It was on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And their job is to rob... I wish I knew more about Devon. Their job cream, is to rob tea. a beach of all its sand. And cream. And cream from the cream tea hut. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Have I told you... I've told you my cream tea story, right? Oh, so many times. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I first moved to the UK, I started dating a gal... Um, uh, in Bath, which mm. is in the West Country, and is the starting um, is th- is the setting of the start the opening scene of um, Fun Devon Eleven. Yeah. Um, and we were walking through the park, and I saw a sign for cream teas. Mm. And we were like sixteen or whatever, seventeen. And I said, "Oh, can I get one?" Because I, I thought <laughs> I just come from Southeast Asia. Yeah. I thought I thought a cream tea was like a milky tea, like a yeah. Hong Kong style milky tea, or like a pearl tea, or like a, a, a bubble tea. But to be fair, also you were in the UK now, and you knew that these people put dairy into their tea direct. Yes. So makes yeah. sense. So why not? So I just thought I thought cream tea was just a cute name for like a sweet milky creamy luscious Ooh, it's tea. creamy and i thought oh this will be nice it's like a, a summer's day yeah i was like oh yeah and then and my girlfriend was like really and she was already starting to lose uh, like she's already starting to lose interest in me at this point <laughs> she's already starting not to like me and she <laughs> and, and i was like I'll, i'm just gonna grab a cream tea and she said, a cream tea really and she's like yeah well yeah i'll just grab it and we can and she's like oh um yeah okay and i went up to this stall in the park in bath and i said yeah just a cream tea please and I give her the money and then lo and behold she turns up with a, a scone and like a jam pot of jam and you know where this is going some clotted cream <laughs> and then a mug of hot hot tea yeah and I, so at this point I realise I've made a mistake yeah and now you're a little scone boy I've made a cultural mistake but yeah. I'm too embarrassed to say oh sorry I thought this was a completely different thing and I don't want this yeah I just went mm-hmm yep thank you <laughs> Just as expected. And I picked up a tray. And so then we had to like sit down. And I could, my girlfriend was like, oh my God. We just had to sit down and she had to watch me like you spread just jam and clot <laughs> a 17 year old boy. Um, like you were Walter the Softy from the Vino. <laughs> I must have my cream tea, Matilda. <laughs> yeah, just uh, so looking forward to, to prom, huh? Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. No! Oh, it's a bit hot. (laughs) While she slowly deleted your number from her phone. (laughs) Clinkity clank. It's terrible, isn't it? Because when you're you're young like that, you don't know 
what would be best because you go, okay, I made the mistake in in her eyes of being a little scone boy. <laughs> that was my mistake in her eyes. Parumpa pum pum. Yeah, I I played. I ate my scone for him. <laughs> Parum yum yum yum. <laughs> um, so that's my mistake in her opinion. Right. Okay. What's actually happened is I've made a cultural mistake, and I didn't know what a cream tea was, and I just wanted a drink. Yeah. But then you sit and you you don't know because you haven't had all your faculties developed because you're 17. And you just go, which is worse? <laughs> is it bad to be stupid for not knowing what a cream tea is? And would she accept yeah. the testimony of like, well, where I'm from, you know, it's not like this. Yeah. And would she be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then it's funny. Ha, good. Yeah. Or would it be like, well, you don't even know what a, <laughs> when you still ordered it, you're mad, you know, you're, you're an idiot. Now you're a double idiot. The, yeah, and, and I know now, looking back, that the worst thing is to have known what a cream tea was and to have ordered it in those circumstances. Yeah, the, to be fair, the worst case scenario is that you're a little scone boy. <laughs> and, that, and that despite the fact that she didn't want one, you appeared to insist on sitting down and very slowly eating a scone. <laughs> <laughs> That's clearly worse. It's clearly worse than saying, oh, sorry, where I'm from. Which makes me exotic and interesting. Yeah, this is different. Where I'm from, this is full of chewy bubbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is a great pianist. <laughs> yeah, he's got the leading brand of um, bubble tea in Malaysia, chewy yeah. bubbles. He emigrated from um, the States. Yeah, playing that jazz circuit, Hong Kong, Philippines, the various uh, yeah. Air, US Air Force bases. But then he had had a sip of bubble tea and he thought, my, my. <laughs> Ah, this is the real meaning of life and he put down well no he, he picked up his saxophone and filled it with bubble tea and he sucked it up through the reed oh. and he made a little fun song on the way up bubble time blues bubble tea and blue bubble tea blue, bubble tea and blue yeah yeah yep on the bubbly side of the street um <laughs> Folsom Prison bubble tea the great Asian bubble book yes <laughs> That was the name of where he published all his songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, I know now that I should have just vest up. How soon after that did she decide that Scone Boy had to go? <laughs> had to go. Had to be Gone Boy. <laughs> had to be Gone Boy. <laughs> scone Boy, Gone Boy. Um, oh, it must have been a couple of weeks or something. Yeah. She was mulling it over. Yeah. Um, she broke up with me, I think because I was too boring. Was it because, yeah, you were just too, too restrained and polite because that was the culture you were from? Because I found that, like, right. pe- people expected a level of behavior in the UK that I would have just described as rudeness. Yeah, and I guess I wasn't very adventurous. And I yeah. remember her saying to me, you know, because I want to do things like rock climbing. <laughs> and I thought, what? You've never said anything. <laughs> You don't rock climb. What are you talking about? I th- but I think I think I think she just um, she just lost interest. She meant had, had to find a reason. Spiritually lo- rock climbing. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. Opposed away to li- as opposed me. to literally. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to climb the cliff off the beach where you're eating scones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously not ideal, but still pretty cool to be even trying to date someone at seventeen. What do you mean? Well, that's good. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. Oh yeah. I yeah. Was, yeah. I guess. I, my head of house called me a, a ladies' man in a speech. What? I was like, what? <laughs> but, uh, but, but like looking back, I dated two girls in uh, two girls in 
two years. Well, at the time, you're like, oh, wow, I'm at A-level. That's ages. And you, as an adult, you're like, that's two years. That's, that's two no whole time years. At all. I did two girls in two years. <laughs> I was crushing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, so it, but it didn't really fit with my own perception of who I was. So I No, it's, sometimes you hear these things from other people from the outside, and it's as baffling as if they went, well, of course, you're Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> who taught... When have I ever given you the impression that I'm Swedish? <laughs> well, you know, you're always well, eating herring and stuff. You go, no, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, look, you look down, you're, you're literally covered in the Swedish flag. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, I thought it was just a fun color. I don't know. <laughs> and you look back and you realize it was because they saw you had a tuna sandwich once. <laughs> They've just formed this mad view of you in their own head. Go, okay. Um, yeah, so that, yeah. I think she's doing quite well now. She's got a kid. I think. Runs a bakery. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the you know, she runs, either she runs a bakery or she runs a rock climbing center. Those would be the two <laughs> perfect uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the two perfect ends. <laughs> Ugh, just shivering us um, shivering up me as a teenager. Oh yeah, no. If you remember yourself as a teenager and you don't shiver, I think you'd I you're mad. I feel shame for things I did not only as a teenager but as a child, as if I'd done them yesterday. <laughs> and I and people will and, and I'm always amazed when people talk about dumb things or selfish things, stupid things they did as children and teenagers, yeah. and they laugh about them as if that's, that was a different person. Yeah, I feel still that I'm still <laughs> culpable for all the things I did, and that I should have known then what I know now. You still have scone powder on your fingers. Yes, it just won't wash off. Yeah. <laughs> the scone powder doesn't wash off. <laughs> <laughs> really, you're that unfair to yourself in the past. Oh, yeah. That's like therapy 101 is, is don't do that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you need oh. to have Robin Williams hug you and say it's not your fault over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Like a real therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's, it's allowed to do. It's allowed to do, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been reading this uh, philosophy book and a lot of it are... It, it's, it's all... Um, so philosophical thought experiment stuff. It's just it's yeah. good. It's called um, the pig that wants to be eaten. I've and heard of this. So one of the stories is there's a pig and they bred it to really to actually genuinely want to be eaten, and it comes up to you. You are a vegetarian, mm. and it says, "Please eat me, please. This is all I've ever wanted. Okay, promise you'll eat me. Promise." And it goes <laughs> off, and it gets slaughtered, and it's served to you. If 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 you're a vegetarian, who is a vegetarian? to alleviate the suffering of animals do you eat it because this this is what this pig really wanted yeah anyway that's the story on the cover but a lot of the other stories are about like continuity of consciousness and what makes you you yeah because and thesis is ship comes up of course sure. you know we're all, we're a collection of ever replacing cells mm -hmm. with after what eight years or whenever your body's fully replenished are you yep. literally are you the same person what makes you the same person as the person you were eight years ago and it's a what it is, it's a continuity of, of conscious experience, a continuity, a psychological continuity. And my psychological continuity, even though I have a very bad memory, is for some reason still very, very much tied into buying a scone in a park. Wait, you have too much psychological continuity. But a bad memory. So I've got the worst of all worlds. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 does it not work where you're like, um, I don't know, graduating? You're like, it's like you graduated yesterday. Ha <laughs> yeah. No, because then I'm like, get over it. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that is the worst version of both. Yeah. Get over that good thing. Remember oh, the scone? I'll, I'll just remember all the like the bad things about my graduation. That, yeah. Um, 
that nobody sprayed any drink over me. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that I, I, I didn't get a first in first year because I missed. And I'm, I'm feeling awful now because I, I, I missed the page <laughs> at the end of the paper. No. <laughs> You didn't look at the back my chest, page. My chest just got tight. You didn't look at the back page. I just saw. I just for some reason I, 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 I didn't look at the back page. Yeah. Oh and, no. And there's a question I knew how to do. Ugh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, my my chest is tight now. My I rib cage is collapsing in on itself. I kind of get that. Where it's, it took me a long time to think. There's some stuff I get that for. Yeah, I th- I know what you mean, but you seem to have it like more powerfully. Um. Because the scone thing should be long enough ago, <laughs> and it's of a of a different magnitude to a, something like that exam page thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it, you have if you had a memory of shitting yourself in a nappy, you'd be like, "You idiot! Don't shit your nappy. Go to the toilet, you one year old." Um, <laughs> how how immune to logic are these feelings? Well, no, because I know, uh, you know, no, I I I I'm not mad. I know that. that <laughs> Good thing you said that in such a not mad way. <laughs> I, I know that you know if you're a child, you're a baby, you're meant to shit yourself. Okay, like so it's your fine. job. Yeah, it's one of your, your things. Job. Yeah. Whereas when you, if you're a teenage boy, you're you're meant to be cool. Cool. Mm. Are you though, or is one teenage boy meant to be cool out of about a hundred? Yeah, yeah. But then every every hundred, every one of the hundred thinks they're the one, or that they should have been the one. That's true. That they were that they were only ever inches away from. Total victory, yeah, in some indefinable way, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I've remembered that that exam page now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that for next week. You're the king of regrets. I'm the king of regrets. I'd say I uh, don't remember any victories. I don't remember anything. You're the king of regrets. Do you think there's a lot of comedians who, to be fair, are vying for the title king of regrets? I mean, John Roberts speaks of his a great deal. Yes. So if you if you're the king of regrets, he's perhaps the emperor. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, do you think think emperor, it's, I, I don't think an emperor and a king can can exist. Have an emperor and a king ever existed? I think so. Yeah, two different like. Well, it depends what you call a king. a king. I mean, like, there's definitely been emperors where oh, they've overseen kingdoms. Yeah, sure, I get you. Um, Garrett, our friend and comedian and friend of the part, Garrett Millerick, excellent. Go see his show at the Fringe. Um, he also has um, the same type of memory. Right. Just negative highlights, yeah. low lights, we'll call them. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a key? It to, that's how. That's what makes you a comedian because you can remember these like little bad things better than other people. And then when you say them, all the normies are like, "Oh yeah, ha ha." I don't. Mm, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think I really gain absolutely nothing from it. <laughs> I really don't gain anything. But do you know what it. I find strange is that I think you're much better than me and better than a lot of comedians on stage at making people laugh using these horrible memories, or at the very least, like. Really? You've got a whole bit in your show about um, the dick bit in your book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do a whole bit about that. Like, uh, there's a lot of comedians who would never have the stomach for that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Sense. It's like selective, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and we should say that we're both at the Fringe right now. We're in person, baby. That's why you're getting some sweet, sweet 3D sound. We're in person. We're sat in my little um, extortionately priced uh, rental, rental apartment. Um, we've got a fake plant on the table here. Yep. Is it fake? Oh, it's a real fake. Oh, real fake, baby. <laughs> uh, and... And uh, we just watched the finale of Better Call Saul, yep. which was very good. And, you know, we're a bit 
spiritually bereft. I am spiritually bereft uh, at the moment. Yeah, we also ate a bunch of Nandos. Ate a bunch of Nandos. So we're, we're digestively bereft yeah, of just nutrients. Just to stay true to the sort of Mexican theme <laughs> of... Of, yeah. of the universe of Better Call Saul. Um, we got some uh, Nando's chicken. Yep, we got some fantastic Portuguese slash Mozambican inspired South African chicken. Yes. For Mexico. Underlay, underlay. Underlay. Um, the. I find Mexican food simply does not travel well. As in from shop to home or out of Mexico? Um, shop to home. Oh, so literally travel well. Okay. Uh, if you order takeaway Mexican food, yeah, that's true. They will put it in foil containers often. Yeah. And the level of condensation, Phil, I'll say it, it's outrageous. <laughs> it's soggy as all hell in there. It's like it's having a little steam bath. Yeah, you're right. It has to be had straight out of a truck. Yeah. In Los Angeles. The crispness yeah. is gone. Uh, of you know, out of the when you when it's all sweaty. Yeah, the crispness of what? The tacos say. Anything well, the tacos to are meant to be soft, really, traditionally, aren't they? Soft. Okay, the hard shell tacos. Okay. Whatever. It gets wet. Yeah. The burritos, even though they're not supposed to be crispy, they don't do well wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get all sogged. Mm-hmm. And then you get the uh, the the little uh, sauce bath. It happens with uh, kebab wraps as well. You yes. get the sauce, sauce bath at the bottom of the foil. You get the sauce bath at the bottom of the foil. A sauce bath with w- the wettest dough wettest pastry you've ever seen in your life absolutely yes and, and it's you like have to sort of, you have to you have to eat the pastry like out, you have to eat the pastry out of the sauce bath like it's a spicy oyster some kind of soup thing yeah yeah and it's like thick paper at this point mm-hmm. and you're already full you've had a burrito and you can't you, you you can't tell the difference between paper and pastry yeah you're sort of nuzzling it like a horse and just hoping that this isn't paper that you're putting in your mouth yeah and you'll never know. And sometimes you know it's paper, but you literally can't be asked to spit it back out. Yeah. And you just swallow the paper. And you're like, I think that's a small enough amount of paper that it won't give me any trouble. No. I'll just swallow the and paper. And it was soaked in oil. Yeah. We'll be okay. And flavor. Uh, so that was our day-to-day. Yep. That and, and watching uh, old Bobby Odenkirk do some good faces. Yes, it's a good show. And I'm sad it's over. Yeah. It's, it's it's always whenever I finish a series that is brilliant. Mm. Well, it's bittersweet, Pierre. It's bittersweet because I'm sad that a very good thing is finished, but I'm happy that I'm free. Yes, and no more homework. Yeah. The homework of enjoying another episode of Better Call Saul is over. You could say, Pierre, and I, I don't know if... Uh, I hope this makes sense, but if watching a really, really good show that has many episodes that you have to watch it's it's a bit of a gilded cage hang on hold on now it doesn't make any sense a a what cage gilded (laughs) gilded yeah gilded gilded so like covered in gold or made of gold made of gold made Made of gold gold, yeah all right hang on let's break this down so it's like you're in a cage Mm. like a bird or a prisoner it doesn't really matter bird prisoner tiger any yeah Yeah, you're in a structure that will that has restrained you and you can't leave. Restrained, trapped. Trapped against your will. This is not something you're enjoying. You've not requested to be in it. You're not an exotic dancer in uh-huh. a nightclub from the early noughties. Sure. You don't want to be in this cage. Got it. Okay. Classic cage scenario. But you're telling me that instead of, you know, I'm going to presume here, steel mm-hmm. or some Hannibal Lecter glass, plexiglass arrangement, coming, yeah. you know, 
gold. Gold, so, which is really beautiful yeah. and valuable uh, metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of rich, actually. You're rich, assuming you have um, some means of translating this gold that is right in front of your face and under your feet into material wealth that right. could benefit you. But it's very you can't because, you, I don't know, this is hard to get hair on, but even though the whole thing is precious and beautiful, you are trapped right. within it. So right. it almost doesn't right. count. It almost doesn't right. matter what the cage is made so of. So it's kind of like... Initially, you'd think that must be great, but then you'd think, oh no, actually, it's as bad as if it was not gold. Yeah, it might as well not be gold for all for all that you can do with it. Wow. But at the same time, I'd personally rather been a cage made of a beautiful metal than sort of cast iron or yes, like rusty iron. And if you could chisel a little chunk, hmm. if you could chisel a little chunk. You could maybe get some cash to buy some lunk. Lunch. <laughs> In the old original German. Yes, lunk. Lunk. Lunk and brunk. And so watching a very good show. Yep. It's beautiful, it's well made. Mm -hmm. um, it has va intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it means you are not free to do other things. I see, so I see, I see. This cage, this golden, golden so, cage. Yeah, right. So I'm in a cage, but the cage is made of better call Saul. Y yes, yes, yes. And until I sort of watch it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being limited by it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a it's quite a useful phrase this. Gosh, um, yeah. Cage. Um yeah, you, you might find it applies to other. Would you get that from situations. like Daniel Kahneman thinking fast and slow or like uh, the maybe the cage? A, yeah. Um or was it in that philosophy book you mentioned? It 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 appears occasionally in very like advanced books. Yeah. <laughs> very difficult and clever books. Um Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll try and remember okay. that. I don't yeah. think I can really hold it in my mind for too long. It's like trying to have <laughs> water in your cupped hands. You know, it's not easy. We, can, we all forget the equations that we learned at school, but yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll give it a go. It's quite. I, you, I think you'll find it. Um, it it gives a lot more than than it takes from you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the experience of. Uh, How did that start? This whole thing. <laughs> Was it Meghan Markle? Yeah, I think it must have yeah, been. Was, I think it was Meghan and Harry. It was, it was Meghan, Meghan and Harry, Harry talking yeah. to Oprah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she said it as if it was this like incredibly advanced but phrase, was wasn't that it? it? Was that it? Or, or, or did, did I just literally describe it? Or maybe the, Oprah Harry's did it. Being or again. maybe you... Yeah, I don't remember. Very dumb. A lot of fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it every time. Every time I'm so pleased when it comes up. Now, hang on. <laughs> And just putting on a really like, what, what sort of expression. <laughs> hang on. How can a cage be... Hang on. A cage is a bad, aren't they? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to come up with as, as many different explain, explanations of what a guilty cage is. It's yeah. quite difficult. It's, yeah, it's a nice little like game, word game challenge thing. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like playing, was it... Um, not like Pictionary or Articulate. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Can't say, you can't say the things you've said before. But every card just says Gilded Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a good sort of ulti fringe show. Uh, yeah, it would be. It would be. I've um, been <clears throat> bumping into some lovely pod buds up yes. at the fringe. Yes. Um, coming, going, going to Pierre's show. Pierre's excellent show. So, so funny. I was weeping. Weeping. Yes. People are crying. Yes. People are begging for respite. <laughs> but Pierre gave them no thrift. They were in a, a cage thrift, of laughter. Thrift. 
I gave them short shrift. Short shrift. Thrift is being saving money. Yeah. Short shrift. What's shrift? A shrift is some kind of um, gown, isn't it? Or like, oh god, hang on. I would almost say don't bother looking it up, Pierre, because the in the Wi-Fi in this I have no internet. Yeah, that's a good point. Is very bad. Phil's decided to have accommodation with no Wi-Fi. Uh, to have a 90s fringe. But I've, I've decided to pay enough to conceivably buy an internet company. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've definitely funded a mast on top of this building. <laughs> Minimum, yeah. What do you think the fringe was like in the 90s when there was just no internet in your house and the only TV was like three terrestrial channels or whatever, four? It must have been <clears throat> fucking paradise. <laughs> Can you imagine... Not having the internet, but not wanting it, not knowing it, not needing it. Well, I mean, you didn't. You, I don't know. Well, this is a different philosophical question. But do you, not having no concept of it ever yeah. existing, and yeah. you just and your your you have, your life is private. Private life. You only chat to the people you bump into. Yeah. You 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 only see. You you're only made aware of what three opinions a day. Maximum. Maximum. And 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 of those three, one or two, you'd be like, "Whoa, Jimmy, just uh, slow down there." And they go, "Sorry, I, I don't know yourself. what I was thinking." Yeah, yeah. you're right. That was that was un, un, unreasonable. They go, "I don't know. You were so opinionated." <laughs> yeah. Saying uh, that opinion to me <laughs> in public. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Enough <laughs> with the opinions. There are women here. <laughs> Come on, sorry, ladies. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. He's having a, a something of an opinion. Go outside and come back in when you're normal. <laughs> yeah, would have been great. Go outside, take a bit of legal cocaine, and come back when you've settled your nerves. <laughs> and then uh, all the reviews and all the stuff that we all worry about up here to an extent, it's all just on bits of paper. Yeah. Yeah, not broadcast directly into your colleague's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in a sci-fi. If you wherever get, they are. Wherever they are on Earth. <laughs> There, you have colleagues abroad who they can just tell what's going on with you. Yeah, and also like um, yeah, broadcast into their eyes like you've been found guilty of thought crime in some kind of like <laughs> dystopian sci-fi future. Yeah. Or everyone's glasses like, do not approach Mr. Phil Wang. He has been found guilty of crimes of the first degree in regards to thoughts. We're all, like, we're all in the comedy minority report. Yes. Of like, yeah, reviews being spread into the, our, our societies our, our communities yeah so, and, and we just go around look I didn't do it <laughs> I did it's, it's objective I and did a good show at, everyone just looks at you silently turning their heads as you walk down the street <laughs> yeah because yeah. Yeah, and as you walk down the street you can see their little like uh, eyeglass things that they're wearing wink red yeah <laughs> it's, it's like in and they it's go Whoa. like in John Wick, where when everyone everyone else is yes. an assassin, also and disavowed, yeah, yeah, and they all stop, <laughs> and he gets like a minute to run away, <laughs> to run down the road. Far, I think I've watched two of the John Wicks. I still need to watch. Third so one's good. Three and four, then they're really fun. They're, I, I can't see where they can go after number two. It seems like a bit of jumping the shark, but anyway, we shan't get into the reeds here. No, no, no. God forbid. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the nineties fringes sound like a sort of paradise. And they were like... Five comedians. Five comedians. <laughs> three Hamlets. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Only one show that went wrong, intentionally. <laughs> yes, yes. As opposed to a franchise of disastrous shows. Shows that just can't get it together. <laughs> uh... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, but it's it's nice to be back here. It's apparently a 2009 sized fringe. Wow, they've crunched the numbers, have they? Nika Burns said in her opening fringe address, and I don't know what she looks like, but I imagine that lady with big hair from Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, competitors! <laughs> with like blue lipstick and stuff. We've got some fabulous shows this year. Like she's dressed as um um what 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 Joe is it from um Immortan Joe Immortan Joe yeah 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 she's got a big uh, oxygen mask on yeah sort of skull face thing yeah she's the head of the awards no I don't even fringe society yeah. fringe charity she's uh, kind of one of the kings the awards. The she's in, as a company because they're I don't know she's in charge of board she's board a duke board. of the fringe yeah sure yeah. she's an archduke yes um, yes she just her on top of um, the castle throwing four star reviews out as everyone scrabbles in the mud for them do not become dependent <laughs> you will resent its absence that whole thing with the water yeah god she, that was a good movie I need to watch that again great movie oh, oh I laughed they died um, she said, "What is what a day? What a, was it? What a beautiful day! What a lovely day! Is it lovely? Yes, I'm so because uh, I remember thinking, ooh, yeah, a horrible word for that silver painted goblin to say." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she said in her big speech, after she said, "Welcome, competitors," she uh, said, "It's yeah, number of shows and, and j- number of venues and so forth. Basically, we're at a '09 again, sort of down from the last one. Oh yeah, down a decade's worth. That's good." It could be good. Sorry, don't. Uh, sorry if this if this riles some people up, if this <laughs> rubs some people up the wrong way. But I think it's good for sometimes things to be smaller. I think it's good. It was, and what's amazing is if you think about that, that means that it's this, it's ten years smaller, and all the rent was still tripled in price. Yeesh. So that's like even more gouging from the residents and council and University of Edinburgh than we thought. Impressive yeah. work, Lance. Yeah. Impressive to gouge during a downturn. <sighs> it's a down gouge. It's a down gouge. It's a classic down, down gouge. We've been the victims of a down gouge. I've been down gouged. Hey, just me t- like touching Pat- my pockets. Yeah, patting patting your body. I've been down gouged. Hey, whoa. Um, yes, I, I, I was flicking through the free fringe brochure. For the for the crazy free shows, yeah, much thinner than normal. Interesting, thinny, thin, thin. Yeah, at least I think so. It's hard to remember what 2019 was like before the war. Before the war, yeah, the last peaceful fringe. The last fringe before a the cough. Last peacetime fringe before a cough was fired in anger. Yeah. Now everyone's sitting in caves, coughing up a real storm. You know, the fringe was started to celebrate the end of the war in Europe, and now is restarted. In the shadow of a war in Europe. Oh. Isn't that something? That's good. That's mm. good sort of pattern. Mm. It was also started because the main Edinburgh Festival was full of like opera and ballet and stuff. And it wasn't for 
the normal and the w- people and the weirdos. But th- I think that was the one that started in 1945. Oh, that was a festival. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause when was the Fringe? 50-something, maybe. Oh, oh. Where all the freaks emerged. Yeah. All the freaks took over the city. With sort of spooky piano music. Like <laughs> like um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Boys and girls of every age. Wouldn't you like to see something strange? <laughs> As we said, that's what people want the fringe to be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think of leotards and so on. I always think of Hunchback of Notre Dame, where Esmeralda like <laughs> introduces her to the underlay <laughs> with a baby, and the eyes don't see. <laughs> and a um, and they won't be around to reveal what you found. Because it's like the carnival, like pickpockets and. Oh yeah, grubby little yeah. underclass people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. and all dressed as jesters. Back in the day, ones. when if you said, if you go to this basement um, at eleven o'clock at night, and uh, just pay the man five pounds and he'll let you in, and then inside, oh, I don't even want to describe it, and it would just be a guy in like a three-piece suit saying like quite rude things about the prime minister, <laughs> and like people would call the police. <laughs> <laughs> then it kind of made sense, you know. Yeah. Like all of cabaret makes sense in the 30s. I've said this before, when because it, it's like that lady is wearing a man's hat. Yeah. Then it's outrageous. And that man is wearing a dining hat when he should be wearing a performing hat. <laughs> this is not right. He was singing a song from France. <laughs> Disgusting. I think that would be enough. Yeah. Um uh, now it's all it's a carnival of filth and everyone's fine with it people are taking their kids to it it's all completely normalized people are literally naked they literally get got their the flanges out and the promontions <laughs> poking out <laughs> yeah. um, flanges promontions <laughs> the squeebs are squeebs, poking out weenuses the weenuses are flopping about mm-hmm. the spandulas the spandulas uh, you can't move for uh, a spricket Spricket, that's not what spricket is dumb. Um, why does spricket dumb and the others work? It sounds like sprocket, sounds mechanical. Yeah, maybe. The other sounded more biological and gloopy. It's also very difficult to avoid tweeness when making up rude words. Very hard not to go down the old wank puffin road. You don't want to say cockwomble in 2022. Look, it was fine for about a minute. One minute, a very short minute. We all had our fill of that poison lake. <laughs> We cupped our hands, we drank, we continued. Those who linger by the lake, <laughs> they are not worthy of your respect. That was a bit William Hague. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, but I, uh, I did escape the heat of London, which is nice. Mm. I, I literally felt my body get cooler as the train moved northwards out of London's latest heat wave. Like you were the mercury in the thermometer. Yes, very nice. Mm. An upside down thermometer. Yes. Where I was, I was falling back into the <coughs> reservoir at the bottom. Yes, yes. Yes, the cool reservoir of Mercury. Well, it was good timing because up until you got here, Edinburgh was 28, 29 degrees, which Yuck. in a city built out of meter thick stone yeah. is hell. No windows, no ventilation, just like watching a show, breathing air that is t- tangibly other people's breath. I mean, can you. Can, isn't it fantastic to think that there was a moment where the Fringe wanted to go ahead in 2020? Thought it could go ahead in 2020. Insane. <laughs> Absolutely <the> <laughs> insane. It would have been like the Black Death. 
Bring out your dead. Improv at three. Just like a guy with a cart of corpses kind of also doing a little show. It would have been fucking insane. Yeah. There would have been like... It would have been a massacre. There would have been Chinese Communist Party sanctions based around the prevalence of the Edinburgh strain. Like the fringe version of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the, the rooms are so small and stuffy and packed. I, I, I'm getting COVID nervous now. Yeah. And in 2022, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed at this point. But even I'm going into shows going, there's a lot of recycled air going on in here. Yeah. Well, a few months ago, I mean, you know, we're all bold. We would have all gladly rollerbladed through a ward. Yes. Just thought, well, I can't get me while I'm rollerblading. <laughs> now it is very much like, a, would you like to breathe directly from a COVID patient's mouth? Like a sort of mad big cigarette. <laughs> go, mm, no, that seems silly. Uh, why, why attempt it? <laughs> but I, I, I got COVID for the first time ever, conveniently in time for the fringe. I you think. did, yeah. yeah Are you actually the safest of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the safest of us all. Um, yeah. But all in all, lovely. To, it's good to be back. It's good to be it's back. Although, I will say, apologies, listeners, we will have to do a slightly curtailed episode because um, we've got shows to do. We've got shows to do. And the Fringe don't sleep. No, she is a demanding but beautiful mistress. (laughs) That's a good face. Beautiful mistress. Yeah. (laughs) That's next year's poster. If you haven't seen listeners, look up Phil's Fringe poster. It's very funny. (laughs) I'm so glad I went with that poster. If you haven't seen it, and why haven't you? It's of me, like, I basically look like Florence, Florence um, Pugh in the Midsummer poster, which I love. Yeah. I love that poster so much. And it's me wearing a crown of flowers, making it. I've always been told to do a good cry face, and I really enjoy doing cry faces. And it's just me doing But I very nearly yeah. went for just me looking quite nice and smiley with some flowers. And on the last, at the last minute, I was like, no, let's be bold. Let's go for the weird one. And, that's um, what I mean. It's like you're good at undermining yourself in a funny way in that way. If you were a truly arrogant or narcissistic man so worried about regrets, you would have been like insisted on the pretty one. Yes. Yeah, or the serious looking one. There is, and no shade to him, a real, the real pandemic this year is of comedians with posters that look like they're in ITV police dramas. Yes. And I don't really know why they're doing it. Yeah. And um, it all looks so serious. There's so yeah. many posters this fringe that look like movie posters. And yeah. I don't know why people are doing that. It's false yeah. advertising. And people, I think, I think people shouldn't be able to tell straight away that it's a comedy show you're in. Yeah. I, I came close. My poster comes close to that. But the, the cake, but the still, the cake so you're face. still doing something funny. You're doing I'm, something funny. I'm doing something dumb in it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's, it's skirting the edge. But yeah, there are some that do look a bit sort of like seven o'clock ITV. Yeah. Well, maybe more like nine. A bit darker. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Yeah, scan- um, yeah some Scandi Noir looking ass motherfuckers <laughs> on, out, on the, out on the Rome Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wistful. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's the thing this year. Yeah, I, I, it's I'm, wistful ITV dramas and power suits. Y- yes. Those are the two big things this year. In in my in my Kahneman um, groove that I'm often in, I was trying to come up with a name for the heuristic, the bias, or the fallacy that causes people to make posted decisions like this. Yeah. So making it look, you know, putting, looking very serious, or making a poster very beautiful and pretty, but very serious. And you think, oh, look at this. It's so interesting. I'm a comedian, but I've done it looking like it's serious. And then, and in that context, it makes sense. But then when it's up against a board of a hundred other posters, yeah. it looks, it's lost all effect. 
And yeah. the, I th- and the the term I've come up with the closest best term I can come up with is isolation fallacy. Ooh. Where something has value and appears to have value, but only in isolation. And when it's applied against a backdrop of other similar things, yeah. it loses its value. You get it with posters at the fringe that are, are white. Because on their own, you go, wow, that's striking. It's just like some text on white. Yeah, The Beatles' yeah. white album or something, or very bold. Ah. And then against this like insane rainbow wall of fuckery, it just looks like a mistake. Yes, Or yes, like, yes. oh, that's the electrical substation sign. The rest <laughs> yeah, are, exactly. The rest exactly, are posters. Exactly. exactly. Or putting like, and I've, I've been guilty of, guilty of this, putting your name, the title, and putting like a stand-up show or a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you turn up and, oh, yeah, they're all comedy shows. <laughs> they're all stand-up shows. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because get, people get so into the poster as a work of art solo. And yeah, they forget exactly. that at its heart is a dirty little street-level promotion machine. You should be designing a poster like up against a hundred other posters. Do you think you should be designing your posters the way those hideous neon fly posters for rave gigs seem to be pasted everywhere? <laughs> where it's just like neon green and black. No images, just I, like... I'm always amazed that people go to those raves with posters that are like on a railing on a motorway by some traffic lights. Yeah, billowing. <laughs> and for some reason, the only thing that advertises on, on, on railings by traffic lights are raves yeah. and traveling circuses. Raves, traveling circuses, and if you're in sort of countryside highway, a Sunday roast. A Sunday roast, yeah. yeah. Next you left. Go to the circus. <laughs> nice daytime. Go to the rave. Pills all night. Yep. You crazy drug boy. Recover. Lovely Sunday roast. Yeah, recover with a Sunday roast. <laughs> the next day, yeah, with the family. Yeah, just caressing the chicken. As, as you're just coming down terribly, just like weeping over your potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. Just having this horrible <laughs> drugs um, withdrawal. Yeah, but yeah. people go to those raves. and they go to Amazing. Those it, they look like a thing that you'd put together if you were either trying to trap and arrest rave goers or kill and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything more suspicious looking than those posters. Anyway, uh, where are we at time-wise? We're out of time. We're out of time. We're out oh. of time for this. Uh, oh, we've got to get into that VIP. Ah, we've got to get into that VIP area. We've got to get into the VIP. What locations have we been discussing? We've got to get into the VIP rave. The VIP rave? Yeah. So we've got to get our sweet neon dummies, or on little chains around our necks. Yeah. Ten bottles of water. Uh, five for sharing. Don't overhydrate. Yes. And uh, get into that sweet rave. A girl, dan- a, d- a girl died once from overhydration. I always hear about... Is this an urban myth? I don't know. I think it does happen. But I think every school was like... And the thing that was bad was actually the water. And everyone's like, what the fuck? That's supposed to be your friend. She drank so much she drowned. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it has the air of an urban myth about it. But, it's but we've all heard it. It's a persistent story. Mm. Mm. We'll look mm. into it. Yes. After the rave. In the Patreon area. Yes, which you must join if you haven't. Yeah. We've met some patrons up here in Edinburgh and they've all been so good looking and they smell nice and they have their lives together. Yes, and their eyes sparkle like diamonds. Twinkly, twinkly, shiny. Um, but see you in the Patreon rave or elsewhere. Bye. Bye.